church on staff, I actually studied English and philosophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to become a chef, and my parents said, no, you need to choose a wise career for yourself. So I thought, let me study English, because, you know, they're earning bucks. So, um, <laughs> so I went to go study English, and I actually really got involved in philosophy. And uh, something that I loved about philosophy is they questioned absolutely everything. Mark's nodding now. He's like, that explains so much about him. Um, but they question absolutely everything. And there's this one philosopher, his name is Rene Descartes. And basically what he did is he wanted to question the nature of reality. And he said, what is the point of all of this around us? And so much so that if you look at the chair that you are sitting on, he would have questioned whether you're sitting on a chair. He said that the only thing that we can believe is that we exist and that thinking exists. But um, part of this that I learned in philosophy is a questioning of everything and so much so that they question reality itself but also question the existence of God and what I had to journey as I as I learned and was in uh, academia and got involved in my studies is I had to grapple with this who is God and who am I in line with him and what is the world saying and so I want the title of my preach tonight is what's the point what is the point and I think this is a something that we ask ourselves at various stages in our life. What is the point of my job? Why am I still doing this? Why am I still doing this nine to five, day in and day out? What is the point of giving myself to family? What is the, I just feel tired. There's nothing more that I can give. What is the point to maybe even coming to church? I just do this on a Sunday because I'm invited, but what is the point? And I wanna say there's an amazing point in the Bible. So can I ask you to turn to Hebrews 13, Verse 20 to 21. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the New Testament. It's near the end of the Bible, and it says this. And this is at the end, the writer of Hebrews. It's, he's giving his final word, and he says this. Now may the God of peace, through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. Say, doing his will. There we go. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus, to whom be glory forever. Say, glory forever. Okay, say it like you mean it. Glory forever. There we go. And ever. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah, Jesus, I thank you that you are here. I thank you that you are the great shepherd of the sheep, and I pray that we get to know you with fresh eyes this evening, that you will do a work inside of our hearts, Lord, and to you will be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Turn to someone and say, it's good to be at church. There we go. There we go. Okay. So the context of Hebrews is uh, we don't know who, who wrote the letter, but we have some guesses. But he wrote the letter to Christians and specifically Jewish Christians. And what was happening at the time is that people were leaving their faith. And the reason was because this Roman emperor called Nero actually made it illegal to be a Christian at that point. You could be Jewish, you could hold to Judaism but you could not be a Christian. And so what this writer of Hebrews is saying is stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. Do not be swayed by the world. Do not be swayed by thinking of the age, but stand firm in your faith. Why? Because Jesus enables you to. 
And so it's an exhortation to Christians to persevere in faith. And what an exhortation means is to strongly encourage or urge someone to do something. See, the writer of Hebrews is strongly encouraging us to do something. And I believe tonight that what he is encouraging us to do, and it's especially so poignant for this time in COVID where the world is upside down, where we may be questioning what is the point of this all, is he's asking us to persevere in faith. And so it's this farewell blessing that he leaves with the Hebrews, who he leaves with this Jewish Christians, and it is all about Jesus. And why is it all about Jesus? He is saying Jesus is greater than the old. Jesus is greater than the old covenant. Jesus is greater than everything you know or have experienced, that in Jesus you will find fullness, and in Jesus you will find something better. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He is the one who's at the, at the start line, he fired the pistol and we ran. And he's the one who's at the finish line cheering us on to our destination. He's the mediator of the new covenant. What that means is that the old covenant where we were in legalism, where we had to do things to be made right with God, Jesus broke it in an instant on the cross and his blood brought us towards our father. And he is the sufferer outside of the camp. He paid a criminal's price on the cost cross he was cast aside so that we could come towards our father is that good i want to say is take heart because jesus has overcome tonight take heart because he has overcome so my first point is we are sheep say it with me we are sheep okay just i want to uh, raise your hand if you were young and you said when i grow up i want to be a sheep raise your hand raise no one no one Okay, I can just imagine in the classroom, there's, there's uh, Jennifer, and the teacher asks Jennifer, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. That's good, Jennifer. Yeah, that's, aspire to that. Lesejo, what do you want to be? No, I want to be an engineer. Yes, we need bridges. That's great. Uh, Johnny, what do you want to be? A sheep. Meh. Like, that's not something that you're going to see in a classroom. But the Bible uses this specific language, and he says, we are sheep. We are sheep. And what I want to say is his purpose from the beginning, God's purpose from the beginning, is that we are sheep. He always intended us to be sheep. Why? Because sheep are in need of a shepherd. See, I want to say the context of sheep is you may be thinking when we read the stories, we want to be Goliath. We want to be these uh, uh, men of faith like Abraham. But actually, the Bible likens us to sheep. And sheep... I'm sorry to say, are a little bit stupid. Okay, sheep need a shepherd. They tend to wander off. They tend to get themselves in messes. They tend to uh, find themselves in danger, and they can't actually protect themselves from the enemy. They can't protect themselves from predators, so they need a shepherd to guide them. They need a shepherd to walk with them, and that's this picture that uh, God is painting for us. So what is the point of all of this is firstly that we are sheep, but we are his sheep. See, it says in two, uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 24 to 25, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to your shepherd and overseer of your soul. See, we were like sheep. Before Jesus, we were like sheep going astray. And your soul was made to have a shepherd. 
See, us being sheep means that we return to Jesus, that we return to the shepherd of our soul. We return to the one who created us, who knitted us in our mother's wombs. And the reason is that we are his sheep and God always intended to, it to be like that. We were like sheep going astray, but God sent his only son to die on the cross so that we may have eternal life. But I want to say is that we are sheep, but we are also always more than sheep. And sheep need a shepherd. So can you say, we are more than sheep? It's good. I'm going to read Hebrews again, and I want to uh, highlight certain things. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd, equip you with everything. Say, equip you. With everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus. See, we are sheep, but we're also more than sheep. Jesus just doesn't leave it there. He just doesn't leave us to wander off. He doesn't leave us to um, fend for ourselves, but he equips us for his will. He works through us for what is pleasing to him. See, there's this beautiful thing in Hebrews called the covenant. And what it used to be is we were made right with God by sins of atoning sacrifice. In the Jewish camp, the priest would uh, sacrifice uh, a lamb and sacrifice a lamb for the sins of the people so that they could actually be in God's presence, so that they could be made right with God. And that was the only way that they were made right with God. But what God is painting is that Jesus is greater than the old covenant. Jesus is greater than the old. Jesus is the new, but Jesus is everlasting. And so the covenant that God made is that we were adopted into his family. We were adopted into God's family through Jesus. How amazing is that? That is nothing that we can do in the natural. It's nothing that we can do to achieve it, but we only fully receive it through Jesus Christ. So if we are God's sheep, we have this pledge that through Jesus is eternity. We had this pledge by God. It's nothing that we did, but Jesus is the new covenant. He paid the total price on the cross. We didn't have to do a thing, but actually only to say, I receive it in full. See, the old covenant said, this is what you have to do to be made right with God. The new covenant says, you are made right with God. Now follow me. See, what is the point of this all? What is the point of our lives? What is the point of sheep? The point of sheep is to glorify the shepherd. The point of sheep is to shine a light on the shepherd. See, the point of us is to glorify God. What do I mean by glorify? Glorify means thinking and acting in ways that reflect God's greatness. I'm going to let that sink in. Glorify means thinking and acting in ways that reflect God's greatness. It isn't reserved for a Sunday. It's, in my life, it isn't reserved for specific moments when I'm at church and in front of people. No, in everything I do, I need to glorify God. And I get this wrong so many times because I'm a sheep. I go astray. I'm stupid. Sometimes I get caught in a thicket. But I want to say, yeah, a thicket. It's a good English word. Don't worry. Um, but we go astray. But God says, no, come back to me. Hear my voice because you are to glorify me. See, God is working in us and through us. That, that astounds me. God is working in us and through us. We are not alone. Our shepherd is with us. 
Our shepherd goes before us. Our shepherd walks alongside us because he is working in us for his good and pleasing will. And I promise you, his will is so much better than yours. It's so much better than mine. His will is greater. If we just submit to his will, in 2020, when the world has been turned upside down, where COVID numbers are going up in England, when all these things are raging outside, will we submit to his will because it is greater? And in that, we can have peace. Our financial situation may not be great. Our family may be in a bit of turmoil, but in his will, we can have peace because his will is perfect. See, it's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. I'm going to say that again. It's not about who you are. It's about whose you are. We are his sheep. We are his sheep. It says this in Luke 9, verse 9, and this is when Jesus is bringing the 12 disciples alongside of him. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. See, Herod heard about this man called Jesus. But he's like, I killed John the Baptist. Who is this person who's doing signs and wonders? Who is this person that is doing miracles? Who is this person who is reflecting God himself? And that is what we need to do. We need to shine Christ and God so brightly in our lives that the enemy hears about us and sees the Father. See, that is what it is to be a sheep. It is to glorify the shepherd. In all you do, not in certain moments, not on a Sunday, but in all you do, do it to glorify God. See, you are secure, not because you are strong, but because God is sovereign and because God is faithful to his sheep. You are secure, not because of your own ability, not because you've made a plan during 2020. No, you are secure because of who God is. See, we are called to live lives of radical faith. We mustn't settle for smallness. We mustn't settle just to be sheep. We are more than sheep. We are sons and daughters of God. We can't just reserve it to a Sunday and then Monday to Saturday, fear rises up, anxiety rises up. We open up the newspaper for those who still read newspapers and we see the headlines and then it brings fear, it brings anxiety. No, we are His and that doesn't change. Your circumstances do not determine your identity. God does. See, it gives me so much peace knowing that it's not by my resources, not by my strength, knowing that when I fail, I can come to him again. When I uh, falter, he is there with me. When I fail, that it's his resources and that he will sustain me because he is the shepherd. See, in all you do, he will walk through, work through you. Um, I had the pleasure of getting married to this beautiful woman November last year, and it's coming up on one year. Come on, somebody. I know, I know. Look at me, look at her. God is good. God is a miracle worker right there. It's grace, yeah, it's grace. Um, but, uh, but we were um, planning this wedding, and in my mind, is, uh, we had a lot of debt between the two of us, and uh, we, we did the maths of what we would need to do a wedding. And remember, I studied English, so I'm not really good at maths. Um, but I, I could tell that on the spreadsheet, there was a massive red number. And uh, if, a little joke, if you want to know um, what's the difference between a BA student and a pizza, a pizza can feed a family of four. There's a little bit of maths and a joke. There we go. Joking, joking. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I was one, so I can make that joke. Um, <laughs> 
but, but we, saw this, we saw this red number on the spreadsheet, and I'm telling you, it could only be God that will take that red number to, to, from negative to positive. It was so large, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. We could save for two years, and still nothing will come. And I sat with Mark, and I remember saying, maybe we should uh, postpone this, maybe we should prolong this. And he just said, are you acting in faith, or are you acting in fear? And I remember at that at stage, I had to grapple with this, but the world says I need to be financially secure for my wife. The world says I need to have this all sorted out before I can make a commitment. But see, what God says is that he says, step out in faith and I will show you who I am. Follow my voice and I will show you that I am the great shepherd. See, what happened is actually that our wedding was paid for in full and we were 35,000 rand in the negative for our wedding. It was paid for in full, and we had 20,000 rand in savings after it. See, that isn't a testimony of anything we did. That is a testimony of who God is. But I still remember there were times after that that we still had to pay off our debt, and I still got anxious, and I still got nervous. How are we going to do this? And that is so often how sheep, sheep stray away. They forget the shepherd's voice. I forgot what God had just done in our lives. And then what? Our debt was paid off. And I can tell you that the sums didn't work, add up either. It just didn't add up. But God was faithful. And God had a greater plan. And God was working in us and through us for His will so that we could glorify Him. See, it says this in Ezekiel 36, 27. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. He, he will put his spirit in us. He gives us the Holy Spirit and he moves us to follow him. As a shepherd and a sheep, he moves the sheep and we follow his voice because he is good and he is perfect. See, the shepherd moves the sheep and sometimes when the sheep go astray, what the shepherd does is it, he breaks the leg of the sheep and he carries it and he carries it over heels. He carries it for a long distance. Why? So that the sheep can know the voice of the shepherd. So that when he calls it again, the, sh the sheep comes running. See, that is sometimes what God does to us in the midst of trials. We get to know his voice. We get to know who God is. We get to know how he acts in our lives. And the more we listen for his voice, I promise you, the more it will be easy to follow his voice. He wants us to glorify him. What is the point of life? It is to bring glory to God. God cares about his name. He cares about himself. And that is a good thing because his will is perfect. See, we aren't only more than sheep. He is the great shepherd, it says in Hebrews. See, the great shepherd that we have is Jesus. Jesus was a lamb slain on the cross. He was a lamb slain on the cross so that we could be made right with God. He came as man so that man could be reconciled to God. He came as a sheep. He came as a lamb so that us as sheep could be reconciled to the shepherd. See, the beautiful thing about this covenant is that even when we give 0%, Jesus gives 100%. Even when we give 0%, Jesus gave 100% on the cross. He nailed your sin. He nailed your shame to the cross. He nailed your brokenness. All we have to do is receive him in full. We just have to receive him.